Welcome back, everyone. Al Godfrey, AJ Godfrey, the coach uh, out in California, will be joining us a little bit later. Mm. It's a beautiful day here in Prosper. It's getting hotter. Getting ready for yeah. some golf right up the street here at Frisco, the PGA of America, breaking in the uh, golf course here, uh, May 26th through the 28th, the KitchenAid Championship, uh, the Champions Tour uh, invading us. Yes, and uh, should be broadcasting live from the KitchenAid. So I'm looking forward to that. A lot of ma- this is major season, yeah, so we'll, we'll talk a lot of golf, obviously. Over at the uh, Colonial in Fort Worth, uh, they're yeah. gearing up as well. I know. Same weekend. I know. Can't I be know. two places at the same time. We're gonna switch it up a little bit here. Talk about one of our most favorite subjects. Um, you know, growing up with you, Pop, and of course you working for Gene Autry for like my entire childhood, almost 30 years. Uh, baseball is big here for us, and we've are we're being blessed by a great player um, in the Texas Rangers Hall of Fame, of course, and someone who I think does not need an introduction. We've got Ian Kinsler on with us, uh, former ball player. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. Good, good to be on. Where are you at this morning, uh, pro? Oh, I'm at the I'm at the house. Oh, you look like you're at the Hall of Fame in, <laughs> in Cooperstown with that background. <laughs> mates bats there hey um first of all we're gonna get into Warstick, which you're an investor of um and we had the pleasure of talking to uh the founder ben not long ago about it um i want to ask you a few questions as well and talk maybe a little bit about youth baseball and sports because I feel like Warstick also is doing something that no other manufacturer in baseball is doing and really kind of uh kind of just getting that message across to to kids who play whether it's baseball or softball um and you obviously have been playing you played for a long time especially in in the major leagues and you know there's you you, there's opportunities i think you know that really present itself and and you have to take it like as a kid like you know and, and you chose to pass on an offer from the diamondbacks and you went to college and played college ball and that's a big decision, I think, as as a young guy who, you know, had an opportunity to play in the show and eventually and play, you know, minor leagues and, and then hopefully work up to uh, uh, the big time. But, you know, what's your advice to kids who might be presented with like the same the same thing right now in college or go to the pros? I mean, the game's a little different now. So what's your opinion on that? Man, that's that's a tough question because every every kid is is so different. Um, yeah. When I well, and I was drafted in you know uh, two thousand year two thousand. Um, there was a thing called the draft and follow. So there was real there there was no negotiation. Basically, they just drafted the rights for me uh, um, or to me. And then and then the next year after I finished my first year of junior college, they had the rights to negotiate with me before the draft. And if we were unable to negotiate a deal, I'd go back into the draft. Uh, and they took me again. But, you know, honestly, with kid with kids, it's just different for everybody. For me, I was, you know, 
170 pounds, six foot, like weak. My ears were the biggest part of my body. Like, you know, it wasn't a good look. Um, you know, personally, I, I just felt like there's no chance I'm ready to do, to make that jump and go to a minor league, you know, organization or, you know, big league organization and start my minor league career. I just, you know, I, I don't know. It wasn't confidence. I just knew that there was more that I needed to learn. Um, you know, and, and going to the JUCO route was huge because there are no practice rules like the NCAA where I was at the cage all day. You know, uh, school was a little bit easier. I was living on campus. The ball field was right next to the campus and I was there all day. You know, I was taking ground balls. I was hitting all day. So I, I really improved there. Um, so every kid is is completely different. You know, I was picked in the 27th or 28th round or something like that out of high school. So um, it, it wasn't like I was a first rounder trying to make a decision to go to, to, you know, UCLA or TCU or something like that over, over, you know, $5 million. Mm -hmm. Um, my decision was a little bit different. So it's, just, you know, it's, it's tough. It's a conversation with the folks, um, you know, a conversation with the kid and trying to figure out where, where his hat, head's at and what he thinks is best for him, but also the parents kind of helping guide the situation and, yeah mentor or somebody that they, that they have in their life helping it's a, a lot of conversations uh to be had and it's a it's a fun decision to make and and i think most kids uh most kids have fun with it when they're when they have that opportunity you know a lot of people don't know this and maybe they do um because you know uh look at as human beings we all have our our thing that we are obstacles that we have to get through you as a kid or a child, you it, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you deal with a tough case of asthma? Yeah, it, it, it was for me, it wasn't that tough. It was just the way I grew up. Right. I had it since I was two years old. So that's really all I knew. But, um, you know, I, I was a soccer player. Also, my dad used to stand on the sideline with my inhaler hmm. and like in the game, I'd run over the sideline and puff on that thing and then run wow. right back out. Um, and there's, you know, a couple trips to the hospital as a, as a kid. And I had to keep a, you know, an, an inhaler underneath my pillow when I slept because it usually hit in the middle of the night. Mm. Uh, you know, I was allergic to grass, <laughs> but I, but I love baseball and love soccer. So something you gotta deal with. It, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad, but, um, you know, there was a couple scary, scary moments. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, so what college did you go to Ian? Uh, I ended up going to Central Arizona Junior College, so it's oh, okay. uh, Grand or Coolidge, it's between Phoenix and, and Tucson, and then I transferred to Arizona State, um, and then I transferred from Arizona State to University of Missouri for my junior year, and that's where the Rangers drafted me. Very good. By the way, uh, just to make uh, you proud, because I'm half Jewish and uh, <laughs> my father is Jewish. There's not uh, how many. Uh, there's not that many Jewish uh, ball players in the in the big well, leagues. Ian comes to mind, <laughs> and so does Sandy Koufax. There you go. Uh, I don't know if y'all watched the WBC with Team Israel, but um, we had a couple guys drop out late that that really could have helped us, like Alex Bregman and Max Fried, and um, you know Kevin Pillar and Harrison Bader. Um, so we had, yeah, we had, we have some ball players that are, that are eligible to, to play for team Israel. And, and hopefully in the future, we get those guys to play. Great. Let, let me ask you a question. Uh, just a fun question. Do you remember your first hit and who you hit it off of? My first hit in the, in the bigs? Yeah. Majors? Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was my first at bat. 
Great. So my first at bat, it was opening day, uh, 2006, and we were facing Kurt Schilling. Oof. Wow. So it was it was a good one. Um, let's get into a little bit of war stick because, by the way, my my uh, 11 year old who's playing select ball here now in Texas. We're from Los Angeles, and we moved here not long ago and got his first home run last year using the bone saber. So that's something that uh, he is just – he's jacked up about. He loves the product. Um, and he, he went deep and out of the park. Out of the park, yeah, way out of the park. You know, first of all, you guys make great stuff, but I want to ask you – um, you know, what about war steak really interested, just made you just really into it? Like, you know, you had to be part of it. You had to invest. You saw something that just said, wow, the light, the light went off. Yeah, it's, it's built up to, to where it's at now. When I, when I decided to invest in it, it was just a wood back company, honestly, uh, making some shirts, making some hats, but really Ben Jenkins, the founder of war stick, uh, and myself, I think kind of hit it off the first time we met. And I, I appreciated his point of view on on the industry um, because at the time it just seemed like it was an empty product. Uh, you know, you could go to the store, you could buy whatever product was available and there was really no connection. There was no connection. Excuse me, my dog's barking. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, There's there really no connection with with that particular brand. Uh, and Ben, Ben really saw something that that maybe could be tapped into with with having you know a message being delivered with the product and you know war stick with the with the two lines is a very simple logo which i really appreciated and a lot of, a lot of time was pretty loud and obnoxious and colorful and crazy and for me i like i like simple um the aesthetics were pleasing but also just the message for for kids you know that that were that we're interested in war stick at the time um, was super interesting to me because, you know, I think that gets lost in youth baseball is the the competition of everything and learning how to compete, learning how to fail, learning how to succeed um, and, and actually learning things for life, you know, fr- through sports. And I think that's what, that's what kind of, you know, drew, drew me to war stick originally Um and it, you know it's just grown ever since and now we're at the point where you know we're in the youth space selling aluminum bats and um it's it, we have a good thing going and I, I know the kids love it i'm sure your kid loves it hitting his first home run with it but you know it's it, it's fun to be a part part of it and go to these youth tournaments and see you know war stick bats being used so it's 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 fun to be a part of it's, uh, yeah it really is uh, and i love the messaging and i love everything that you guys basically stand for and I want to ask you a question, and this is kind of gets into the psyche of, let's say, the young athlete or the young uh, baseball player. You know, you actually went through it where you grew up playing a position, let's say, and then you basically had to move over to a new position just because that's the cards that were dealt to you. And in order to in order to kind of like just take advantage of the opportunity you had to play second base. I think you played shortstop. This happens a lot, especially in not only select or travel ball, but it happens a lot, obviously, as you just kind of progress and you get to the professional level. What was that like for you mentally? And, like, what kind of advice can you give to, like, the young player who, let's say, you know, is, was playing shortstop and all of a sudden now has to play a different position? 
Yeah, it's a good good question. You know, for me, it was it was almost a deterrent playing one position my whole childhood, and leading up all the way to AAA, I played one position. I mean, I played shortstop my whole life, and then I got to AAA, and the Rangers were like, "Hey, you're going to be second baseman." And then I had to learn a whole new position, a whole different side of the field. And I'd been used to, I mean, I played my whole life on one in one position. Um, so it was difficult for me. And what I do with my, with my son, I got an 11 year old son also is I want him to play all the positions. I want him to play right field and center field and cat, you know, the only catcher is the only one he won't play, but uh, shortstop and second and third and, you know, pitch a little bit and, and, you know, play all the different positions because you never know, you know, what you're going to grow into, um, what abilities you're going to have when you, when you grow, you know, start to mature. And if you can hit and you can play anywhere on the field, you're always going to be in the lineup um, yeah. and opportunities are going to be greater. So I think from, for looking back, I wish I had played more positions, you know, growing up, being the shortstop's cool and everything. And, you know, you feel like you're in charge and everyone know everyone knows the shortstop's the best player on the field and all the all that jargon. But, you know, at the end of the day, the more the more uh versatile you can be on the field, the better. And that's that's what I'll tell kids. I mean, you know, my son sometimes sometimes I'll put him in right field and he's like, Man, I hate I hate the outfield. I don't want to play the outfield. I like right field. And I'm like, buddy, are you are you in the lineup? You know? Like, are you helping the team in some way? There's got to be right. Someone's got to play right field. You can't just have an empty space out there. So your responsibility today is to to play a quality right field and and be productive with, you know, on the offensive side. So learning different positions, I think, is huge. You know, that also is interesting, though, because like uh, a lot of like right now it's happening. Like you look like the other night, Mookie Betts is playing shortstop. Who would have, I, I don't even know if he ever thought that he would play shortstop for the Dodgers and like uh, Jazz Chisholm's now playing center field and you've got Tatis in the outfield. I mean, these were when they broke out or the you know Mookie Betts was arguably one of the best right fielders in the league. Now he's playing shortstop. It's crazy, but you know you you're now working with the Rangers um, and, and working closely with the general manager there, and, and I'm curious, you know from that angle like what's like the most what's the most sought after player or position i mean i know pitchers are probably up there everyone wants a great pitcher who's throwing 95 plus or you know not everyone wants to play catcher so hey catchers are probably really sought after but like is it the utility player what 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 are ball clubs looking for these days it's funny i think through the draft most kids that get the kids that get the most looks are usually the middle of the diamond so if you're looking at center field, shortstop, second base, catcher, those are the kids that you want to draft from. But the closer you get to the big leagues, the more versatile you want the player to be. So it's a it's a huge notch for a player to be able to play multiple positions. Like if you take Josh Smith, for example, who's on the Rangers right now, who's a utility player, can play left, can play center, can play short, third, second, can kind of move around and cover holes if there's injuries, you know, Corey Seager goes down. Now we have a guy that's capable of playing shortstop. That's super valuable for a team over the course of, you know, 162 games. Um, the, the youth side, I think the middle of the diamond is, is kind of where teams look because usually that's the most, the most athletic kids. But, uh, you know, on the same, the same, the same side is that you don't just 
only look at those positions. A lot of it is makeup. Mm. You know, a lot is is obviously is the kid performing really well? Is he one of the best players on the field at all times? It doesn't really matter position. Now tell me what his makeup's like. Um, you know, what what does he do when he gets out? What does he do? You know, how does he treat his teammates? If, if he's having a bad game, is he still being a good teammate? Um, you know, how does he treat umpires? Does he run out to his position? Does he walk out to his position? You know, there's all kinds of things you can look at with players. Um, but mostly, I would say, the center of the field is where is where, you know, organizations are looking. I love it. I appreciate your time. Look at Warstick. We've talked about it. It's one of the just fastest growing sports equipment company in the in the in the business right now and I love what you guys are doing for young athletes especially. So keep up the great work, man. Appreciate all that you've done to inspire our young athletes as well and uh, hopefully uh, one of these days, I know you're a golfer. We'll play some golf uh, since we just moved to Prosper. Yeah, I don't I don't ever uh, say no to a nice golf outing. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, brother. Thanks again. All right, thanks for having me on, guys. <laughs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen. More to come live from Dallas, Texas. Fun times, huh? Loving the free and feeling spirit of hugging a tree when you get near it. Digging the snow Dragging the line.